I want to use this opportunity to tell people who make videos and use a little lapel mic to, to do your videos and you hold it in your hand and speak to it. That clip is there for a reason. It's the clip on your person. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. again everyone whoa hot mic on my end welcome to the geek out loud podcast my name is steve glosson so glad to be along with you here on this podcast where we sometimes geek out sometimes tell funny stories sometimes you know what i think what you're going to find moving forward in life is that we may not accomplish anything remotely geeky other outside of sitting down and talking on a microphone. That may be the extent of geek that you get sometimes on this particular show. I want to go back to what I was just saying in the intro. I don't know if you've noticed on these Instagram reels or the Facebook shorts or the YouTube shorts, whatever. Basically, it's where people port their videos from TikTok over into into Instagram, whatever. You have some people who are these content creators, these influencers, who they have their little lapel mic and they're holding it betwixt their thumb and forefinger as though it's a microphone to be held and they're talking into it and it's like hey hey buddy clip that thing to your shirt that's what it's there for it's it's a lapel mic it's not meant to be held in your hand you're like the fools that get up at the oscars and bend down to talk into the microphone now, or the they, Grammys. They do the little pinky rays when they Oh hold yeah, them. yeah, they're they're holding their, yeah, they're holding it with a little pinky exactly, exactly. But that's the other that's the other microphone gripe I have is like when you see like it's particularly at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um you see these musicians, people who deal with this technology on a regular basis bending over to talk into the microphone and it's like they know. Guess what? Your sound technicians know to just keep the mic here. And it's meant to pick, that mic is meant to pick you up, standing up straight, not looking like a fool, bending over into the <laughs> mic. So so for everyone, learn about microphones. Learn how to use them. Learn how to speak into them. Just learn. Do I need to learn a little bit about microphones? Yes. <laughs> I need to learn how to mix it better. I need to learn how to, uh, how to not peek it out. I need to learn how to, um, there's a lot I need to do. But uh, but anyhow, it's just a gripe I have. I don't know if I'm going to start opening up Geek Out Loud with gripes or not. Last time we talked about people who called decals decals. Uh, that sounds dirty. Yeah. But anyways, uh, hey, you can hear them a little bit. Let's go ahead and bring them in. Ladies and gentlemen, happy to have in the Wilbur Heath Memorial Studios today. <laughs> not over the Skype, not over the phone. Right. I have him across the desk. He is the man who watches bad movies with me, but genuinely loves them all. <laughs> he is the man who is who will defend Superman until his dying breath. He is number 30 on his jersey, but number one in your hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, we all need this hero. He's the great 
Dave Jones. Dave, welcome in. Well, thank you for that intro, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. glad to be here at your uh, humble space here. Can it's we awesome. just say real quickly, mm-hmm. I, I dubbed all of this the Wilbur Heath Memorial Studios after Wilbur Heath passed away. Wilbur Heath was the voice of Hazelhurst Radio right. for my entire life. <laughs> um, in fact, he had a very distinct way on the radio of saying the name of that town. He'd say, on the Baxley Highway in Hazelhurst. He always put the emphasis Hurst. on Hurst. Yeah. Um, but he was, in fact, the, the radio station for years was WVOH, and we all said that stood for Wilbur, the voice of Hazelhurst. And uh, and so, uh, so when he passed away, I said, you know what? I want to honor him. Um, and so it's the Wilbur Heath Memorial Studios, but I feel like when you're here and especially after I made, gave you that intro, we almost should also dub it the Christopher Titchener Memorial Studios Oh yeah, because he would give us some great one-liners and some great intros about the, whatever we had watched for Mark Out Loud, or even sometimes even you, like he'd always say Steve and the man who da 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 da, you know, Dave Jones. And so that, you know, so yeah. So today and today only the Christopher Titchener Memorial Studios, we welcome Dave Jones. Yeah. He, you know, he would send in stuff to when we did the old DC on DC. Yes. Um, he would send in stuff. We actually had him on as a guest after, uh, really Batman versus Superman came out. I remember I was, I had a, you were on there too. I had a, group of you guys I was wanting to talk to. So I was trying to get a variety of opinions on yeah. the movie after it came out. Yeah. And of course, he didn't like it, so we were having to... Nobody did, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, Are we going to go there right now? No, we're not. Right out of the gate? I feel like we litigate this every time we get on a microphone together that we're not talking about Moonraker. <laughs> if we're not talking about Moonraker or Masters of the Universe, it's like, well, you know, Batman versus Superman was not a bad movie. It's a great movie. It was the greatest, the greatest movie of all time. No, no. I feel like I feel like you're waiting for the day and this really isn't fair anymore after we watched it, and I realize it's not that bad. But I feel like you're waiting for the day that we get a Superman movie or a Batman and Superman movie or a Justice League movie that is good to the extent that, like, Incredible Hulk was better than Hulk, so you can finally be like, oh, thank God I can stop defending all these pieces of trash. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because that's how I felt when Incredible Hulk came out. I was like, oh, thank God I can stop defending this piece of trash. I mean, I'm the same way, but like you said, when we rewatched it, Dude, I did enjoy you know, it. I enjoyed it. You Nick Nolte with a stellar <laughs> performance. I mean, chewing up oh, scenery. Man. Yeah. Chew- My Bruce. Bruce. My Bruce. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott, though. Uh, Holy mackerel. As General Ross. You better believe it. Now, saying that, having not seen uh, Thunderbolts, which I, is that coming out? 2024 who knows yeah who knows but harrison ford will be the new general ross yes sir yes sir looking forward to that i'm kind of more excited about that than i am even the indy indiana jones really Um, yeah i'm just kind of excited to see what harrison ford can bring to it i'm i'm excited about indiana jones because they're holding back the shia labeouf reveal (laughs) i'm really stoked about that moment (laughs) which when, you joke, but I would be okay with it. When Shia walk, when Shia <laughs> swings in with a whole pack of monkeys, with the monkeys, and like I'm here to save you, you know. And then yeah. he's like, "Oh God," yeah. you know. And then he falls in love with the granddaughter, or the That's goddaughter, right. whoever That's it is, right. you know. Yeah. So I still not digging the name, the Dial of Destiny. The Dial of Destiny, it's it's a, just, dude. It's, it's weird. A, it's a it's a morality tale. It's a cautionary tale yeah. about how soap will alter your destiny. <laughs> Dial soap. 
<laughs> Very good. It's a. It's really what it is. Is a remake of that one um, Transformers episode where they kept getting the call from the Viper. Oh and yeah. The Viper was, and so that's really what the Dial of Destiny is. Someone <laughs> calls up and says, "This is where it would be." <laughs> How did you feel about the title "Attack of the Clones" the first time you heard it back in two thousand two? I hated it. Okay, yeah, I think this is going. I'm, it I'm grew hoping. On me. Look, I don't want to be an Indiana Jones. I don't want to be accused by anyone on the internet of being a right. Disney shill. I don't like the name Dial of Destiny yeah. either, but I have a feeling it's one of those things that'll that'll it'll grow, grow on me. me. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is definitely not. I mean, I, I Attack remember. of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what it sounds like. Too. Yeah, it's that's... like an episode of the old Flash Gordon serial, or right, right, which I guess is in a way to be apropos. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's it'll grow on me. I think Dial of Destiny will probably grow on me. Right. But, you know what does this say? I don't trust any movie that's coming out until it actually comes out. That's what Teresa said. That's a good. <laughs> hey, that's a really good way to <laughs> go about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, you never know these days. Yeah, things the, change so quick. They'll pull things in a heartbeat. I know. So know. You always hear, like, what's what's coming down the pipe? And, you know, and then something will get delayed, even on TV now. So it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I think the rumors now are some of the Marvel stuff's going to get shuffled around on Disney+. Plus. So, Well, I know that it did back during the whole COVID situation. Right. But um, let's talk about Marvel real quick, because... Okay. Last time that we met here on Geek Out Loud, everybody, well, it was last time we met, we had this huge marathon of, uh, I, I shudder to mention the word marathon in January, by the way, because no, there is no marathon, oh, but, wow, um, wow. but we had this huge episode of like uh, everyone calling in, except you didn't call in. I don't know what your problem was. Yeah, that I don't night. know. It's probably up with my feelings or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, is exactly how I described you. To my wife. Oh, good. When she said, now what's Dave like? I'm like, he's all up in his feelings. He's all up in his feelings. That's probably a good way to... And I'm sure that my wife would agree with this assessment as well. Um, so uh, anyway, um, the the episode before that, when Derek was on, those three trailers had dropped. The yeah, Guardians right. and the Indy and the, and the Transformers. Yeah. Beast, yeah. And which, dude, I was... The, the Beast Wars thing mm -hmm. was absolutely surprising me because we had done a whole... We when we watched the Transformers yeah. and we talked afterwards and and I looked and it said, well, that movie was shelved. It right. was no longer happening. And then that trailer dropped. And I'm like, but that's Optimus Primal. Somebody lied to somebody, yeah. you know? So I was really pleasantly surprised. I mean, I feel like it, it's kind of like when you're a kid and all of a sudden it's like, that's right. Like you're watching, I don't know why you would be, but like if Entertainment Tonight was on, me, 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 it was me, like, me. yeah, it's like uh, this summer fans, um, Batman Returns, and it's like, whoa, another Batman movie? Because, like, yeah. you know, right, right. information didn't flow as freely back then. Well, so. yeah, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have movies. And, and I, I think it was easier for movie studios to be like, yeah, let's just put... I mean, you had to be an insider to yeah. know what was coming, for yeah. sure. I, dude, I remember when I first saw a Return of the Jedi commercial on TV. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I, we had company over the house, and I totally interrupted those proceedings <laughs> to tell my mother... There's a new Star Wars coming. Yeah. Like, it never dawned on me that there would not be a new Star Wars. Right. You know, and I was just like, because I was a kid, you yeah. know, I was a child. Yeah. And so for there to be new Star Wars, I'm like, this is amazing. That's what, 83? Yeah. 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 I was six years old, man. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, yes, of course I'm there. Yeah. Of, and so then immediately, you know, I kick into Star Wars full gear and it's, and it's Return of the Jedi everything. Right. You know, but yeah. So, so to be surprised by, 
a Transformers thing that I like. I'd looked online and it said, yeah, you know, they they were they had shelved it, and I was like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. And then I saw a clip the other day from some some rando football game on Fox. You know, you know how they have those weird things that they'll do interstitials between commercials, and mm-hmm. it's like, and so the announcers who's just been talking about, you know, this stat that stat is like. Coming this summer, Transformers rise, and it showed Optimus Prime transform into the truck and drive off, and it's the G one looking truck, like yeah. it's 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 the truck. It, awesome. It's not like it's not the flames and everything of the Michael Bay verse. It's like the the G one looking truck, well, which is you, pretty cool. And you had said you thought this one maybe took place in the nineties. I think theory. so. I feel like it's yeah. supposed to be kind of like a follow up to Bumblebee, to Bumblebee, which was the eighties. Yeah. So I wonder. I haven't heard anything about this, and and I could be completely off, but I wonder if John Cena is going to be. I, I mean, one, one can only hope. <laughs> one can only hope that John Cena is in a Transformers movie. I mean, because he was in. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. I, except, I wanted him to be related to Mark Wahlberg's character. Yes, later, you know? of course. <laughs> He looks like a descendant of Mark Wahlberg. Well, you know, we took that sign. Right, right. Me and my friend Jesse took that sign to a WWE show that said, Who knew Marky Mark could wrestle? And that's when I learned to love John Cena because he got the joke. Yeah. He was totally in on it, man. Yeah. So I was down. I think we found a Transformer. A Transformer. My granddad told me all about this. (laughs) My granddad. A distant uncle, at least. He's kind of a cousin. Yeah. He was in the military. Ugh. Yeah. So I like Bumblebee a lot. Did you yeah, like Bumblebee? I did. I enjoyed Bumblebee. I did enjoy quite it. A bit, yeah. I thought that it did a great job of capturing not only, like, not just being a period piece, but capturing kind of an 80s movie yeah. feel. Almost a little bit more fun than Super 8 was, but mm-hmm. almost in the same vein of Super 8. Yeah. You know, which that. have you revisited that movie I recently? I haven't watched it in probably three or four years. It's been a long time since I watched it. Yeah. And I, I know the last time I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the yeah. first time I watched it. Yeah. I did go see it in the theater. Yeah, I did too. When it came out, and I thought it was pretty good when I saw it. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was when I thought J.J. Abrams was just a stellar filmmaker oh, yeah. too. yeah. You know, now I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, I mean, I have friends that loathe him, and I don't, you know... His outings of late have not been my favorite, but I also wonder how much these people are handcuffed working behind this giant corporation now that pumps out these. Maybe, maybe I'm, I think I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm wondering for the sake of discussion. You I know? think J.J. Abrams is just a great idea man. Yeah. I think he's very much like, let's do this and let me get this started, and then y'all have fun. And yeah. I'm going on over here and just going to make money off of yeah. what you do. Um, but I don't know. Super 8, I thought, was a really good movie. Yeah. I, I, it's a little too... You know what? It feels it, some, it feels too serious at some times, you know? Like, yeah. like a little too dire, a little too earnest, and almost like a M. Night Shyamalan movie yeah, does when, right. when everyone's like just super serious, yeah. you know? But but I do like it. I did enjoy it a I lot. I know, because it had a little bit of Goonies to it. Had a Goonies. But then there'd be some seriousness going yeah, on, Yeah, well, too. like the whole thing with the kid's mom, right. you know, and everything, yeah. and... Um, like it opens with a funeral, so it's like the whole estranged, you know, him and his dad are having a hard time getting along, right? And, um, but it does, it has a little bit of the Goonies because it's a group of kids, you know, and they're making the movie and everything. It's got a little bit of Gremlins. In fact, the dude that crashes the truck on the train is the biology He's teacher the, from yep, Gremlins, he sure yeah. is. The one so with I the thought Snickers that was bar. cool, yeah. I always think so. about him with that Snickers, so at least he's not fo- forcing more blue fern goalie movies on us. <laughs> Who? Uh, 
So what is your favorite James Cameron movie, Steve? <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2. Yeah. Aliens is good, too. Yeah, Aliens is good. Yeah. I like The Abyss. It's a pretty good movie. Oh, you know, I hadn't seen The Abyss since the 90s. Yeah. The first time I watched it on I VHS. Mean, you know, again, like, it's a lot of these, I don't know about revisiting. I That's mean, Ed Harris, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything he's in. Yeah, he's a good actor. Golly, man. Really he like he lights it up in The Rock. It's hard to make a stellar performance against The Rock, against uh, Sean Connery and Nick Cage. Nick Cage. But he's there, man. Like, he just has that grounding presence in that movie. Yeah. The Rock is a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. Is it a James Bond movie? Is it a... Uh, I mean, I've heard people say that. I think it's fun to kind of joke about it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I mean, I kind of... I kind of like the idea that it could be. Yeah, I do too. You know? I like the idea that this is James Bond having been, yeah, you know, captured for some reason. Right. Warmack. <laughs> Good speed. Good speed. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> See, that goes into your like almost Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Picard thing. Well, I almost feel like too. Like, did you ever see Dragonheart? Yeah. Where Sean Connery's the voice of uh-huh. another movie that I absolutely love. Yeah. Where Dennis Quaid is meant to be playing a knight in ancient England. A knight has sworn to valor. Um, <laughs> Great movie, though. He said the I words. Te- I didn't said the words. Up at the end. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. If you didn't, you ain't got a heart. That's right. I didn't. Um, <laughs> Stone. <laughs> but he says he... She she was to be my mate. We were the, she was the last of our kind. Yeah. You know that kind of. And when he's when he's doing the voice of the dragon, it, it's good stuff because he has some. He had there's some funny moments in that, like when he's when he's acting like he got shot right. and he crashes yeah. into the water. And then the time they go and it's too shallow and he's yeah. just laying there. And <laughs> and I remember Dennis Quaid is like sink yeah. sink. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. I don't know what kind of casting that was. Kind of. Not that he's a bad actor, but it's just kind of a weird casting for a, you know, that kind of a movie, like a like a fantasy movie. Yeah. I don't know. Dennis Quaid's a fantasy actor. What do you think? I mean, I, I tend to think of him more as the everyman. Like he'd probably been a good Jonathan Kent. Oh, you know, something kind of. I cowboy. think Dennis Quaid would have made a great Jonathan yeah. Kent. I mean, for Kevin, sure. I thought Kevin Costner was good, but I did too. Yeah, but I think I think Dennis Quaid would be a great Jonathan Kent. Dennis Quaid was. Uh, did you see Frequency with him and, yeah. and Jesus? Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good time travel movie too. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jesus. They, well, that's Jim Caviezel. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be reprising that role. He is. Yeah. yeah. The resurrection. Well, yeah. Is that what they're calling it? I think it? it's just resurrection. I don't yeah. know if it's the... Apparently, they're going to get super metaphysical with it. Like, it's all about Jesus, like, what happens while like he's in, in the grave. So is yeah. there a third part coming? Or? I guess there should be. It's the revelation. Right. So is the second one the in-between, and then the third part is like him coming back, or is the... Just, I don't know. It's just going to be a two, like a duology I don't know. kind of thing. I, th- I don't... Who knows? Yeah. It's Mel Gibson. Who yeah. can really say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen... You don't think he... I mean, Jim Caviezel still looks pretty much the same. As long as as long as long Mel Gibson doesn't run into any, you know, good-looking officers between right. now and then, right. we should be okay. Um, the... Uh, I don't know that she was good looking so much as different parts of her body that he commented on were good looking. Yeah, that's right. Old male. Um, uh, Now, he's directing Lethal Weapon 6 or something, isn't he? Shut up. I think I heard that. Like, he, Richard Donner, when Richard Donner died, they said... Is there a Lethal Weapon 5? Maybe it's 5. Hold on. I was going to say, have we we already jumped to the fact (laughs) there's going to be 6? 
Okay, let's walk through them. Where's Scott Rifen when we need him? Yeah. Lethal Weapon is he, just he and Danny Glover pretty much, right? right? Yeah. And does he fall in love with Renee Russo in Lethal Weapon, or does I that happen in Lethal... so. Okay, so Lethal Weapon 2, they introduce um, Joe Pesci into the mix. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so there's that. In Lethal Weapon 3... She is she having a baby? That sounds right. Is she pregnant? Is like Renee Russo pregnant in Lethal Weapon I Three? I think so. Ugh. I don't. I don't remember much after two, but I did watch them. And then Lethal Weapon Four is Chris Rock. Yeah. My baby's having yeah, your baby. Yeah, yeah. Your baby's having my baby. And then, um, and then Jet Li was in that one, and like they almost died. Like he, like it, you really thought Mel Gibson was going to die in that one. The way that Jet Li just absolutely conquered he and Danny Glover. Yeah, he Glover. was a good villain. Yeah, I remember. he really was. All right, so we have uh, the 66-year-old actor, Mel Gibson, announced he has a script ready for the fifth installment. So according to this, and this is a report, uh, it says it's going to be starting to shoot in early 2023. Wow. They're getting too old for this crap, though, Dave. It says the death of Richard Donner, director of the saga. Mm-hmm. Saga, Steve. The saga, yeah. Pause the development of the fifth Well, film. it's got, you can't call it a trilogy. That's true. It's yeah. got four. But it will finally be made with Mel Gibson as director. A demand made by Warner's offices. I don't know. A demand? Yeah, it was Gibson or no one. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so Mel Gibson, all is forgiven then with him. I, sure. Okay. Money talks. But it can't sing or dance, and it can't walk. <laughs> so are you ready for uh, Martal and... Uh, Murtal and... Murtal and... Uh, and Riggs? Riggs, thank you. Yeah, I think so. I think I need to revisit the... Uh, let me tell you what I am ready for, Dave. And I mean this, and I ha- there's no irony in what I'm about to tell okay. you. Okay. The next Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. So are there three more? There's two more. There's gonna be, two it's going to be one, one and two and part parts. Two. Yeah. So there's not one... There's... there's Okay, so there's six right now. Bear with me, okay? Bear with me, bear with <laughs> the me. The first three. Be with me tonight. <laughs> dun, dun. That's bare naked ladies. So the first. You know it isn't right. <laughs> you Do know you know that I... song? Yeah. Okay. You know what I feel like we should watch? What's that? Is Mission Impossible Two? I think it gets un. Let me speak to that. Undeserved. Let, let me speak to. Let me okay. speak to that. I don't think the heat is undeserved. I I have recently rewatched all the Mission Impossibles. Mm-hmm. Um, now Haley's gonna be like, "When did you watch the Mission Impossibles without me?" You know, <laughs> she doesn't care about them, but I, I have. I watched them a few years ago yeah. when when the one with Henry Cavill was coming out because I hadn't I hadn't watched them in so long, right. and there were a couple that I hadn't even seen. Yeah, and the first one is it holds up man the yeah. first one is is good. Really good now the technology and everything it's like at the very beginnings of the everyone right. using the internet and all and so it's doing stuff with emails like this never happened yeah um but it, it's it, it's good stuff and the intrigue is there the impossible mission is there you know the second one is just such a tonal departure yeah it was from everything else it's got some great stunts. And the thing that's great about him is, it's like in every single one of them, he's about to die. Like there is no, but dude, the, the problem, the, so, so the problem is there's a tonal departure from the first one. 
and it just it it doesn't feel the same. Tom Cruise has got his long hair. Yeah. You know, you got the Limp Biscuit version of things. You know, you remember that song that? Well, it's like he he. How does that go? It's something about. All right, listen. I got to, and I have an opinion on a movie that Steve will hate my opinion. That's fine, Teresa. I hate a lot of people's opinions. <laughs> um, let me find this here. What is it? Uh, the lyrics to what was that song called? I don't know. Um, it had it was some phrase, but I don't remember what it was. Limp Biscuit, Mission Impossible lyrics. Okay, but at one point he's just staring down the barrel of a mic yeah, like a gun. Yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's good stuff. It says. Um, Oh, come on. That's not right. That's not what I'm thinking of. Anyway, so you have that going. You have the whole John Woo feel. Right. So at some point, there's going to be doves. Definitely be. You know, and there was. Yeah. You know, they're just flying around for no reason. I'm a John Woo fan, though. But, you know, it does have that Mission Impossible thing going. It's a whole, it's all about, and and there's never, he's never against the American government, which is nice. Yeah. Because in just about every other one, he is, except for Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Dave, it doesn't get any better than Philip Seymour Hoffman as a bad guy. He is the best Bond villain that's not a Bond villain. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> you have a wife? I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And then I'm going to watch you. And then I'm going to make you watch. And then I'm going to kill you. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah. He is He is on it, dude. And, 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 and that's around the time when Tom Cruise, it really came out that, like, he's doing his own stunts. Yeah. He's doing his deal. And... And that movie was really, really good, you yeah, know. And was and JJ uh, Abrams directed. Yes, yeah. And so four, what is four? Rogue uh, is four Rogue Nation. Yeah, I think so. Or Ghost Protocol. Hmm. If only there was a means. Yeah, I don't know. To look all this up. I don't know. But anyhow, the fourth one, it's like, it's like they found their niche now with Simon Pegg. And Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise, and and it just it works, you know. And yeah. so, um, Ghost Protocol, Steve, Brad okay. Bird, yes, yes, and it was uh, oh Rife, there's Rifen, oh Rifen, where were you when we needed you with our lethal weapon talk? <laughs> anyway, um, dude, it's good, yeah, it's good. Now this is where you get into it's kind of him against the whole thing, right? You know, but I think this is where they bring in like the Simon Pegg and was it his first one? No, Simon Pegg was in three. Okay, but um, I I think that I think Ghost Protocols where they bring in like the counter agency or whatever you know, where you have it the specter basically of Mission Impossible, Mm -hmm. and so then the fifth one is the fallout of all that that happens in four. I think, um. Yeah. No, yes, because, no, okay. The fourth one is where the Kremlin gets bombed. That's right. And so they're being all blamed for that and everything. And then the fifth one is... um, That's the Henry Cavill one, right? No, the sixth one is the Henry Cavill okay. one. The point is, is they're all good. Like, yeah. in the four, four, five, and six all tell a comprehensive story. Like Wait, it be- six hasn't come out. Yeah, it has. It it's has. Fallout. It's oh, Fallout. Oh, Fallout, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So those are all linked. <clears throat> those four, are all five, linked. Four, really, three on is kind of linked. There's yeah. a link to all of them because he gets married, you know, at three or whatever. Right. And so there's a link following. Yeah. Because four actually starts with him in prison. Right. In Russia. And he's in prison because he killed some people who killed his wife. And then, spoiler alert, you find out that that's all staged. She didn't really die. Mm. And he's just been, but he, they, he left her to protect her, basically. And then, and then, and then five is where the other group, the crew comes in. Right. And, you know, it's a, and Alec Baldwin gets involved in the whole that's thing, right. you know, as a, and it's just, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, they're great movies. They are. And you got Tom Cruise hanging off the sides of airplanes and oh, running yeah. along the sides of buildings. Jeremy Renner gets in yeah, on the Jeremy thing. Renner. And it's, and, and, and the and the sixth one with Henry Cavill in it, the way it ends is so intense. It's like either everybody's about to die or a last like you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. And it is just the perfect kind of action movies and everything. So I am stoked. They're, they're for the really next ones. like when you think about it, they're really the Bond films for America. Not that Americans don't like Bond films. But I'm just saying, like, they're kind of our version of James Bond films. I want to see, you know Eth- I want to see Ethan Hunt mm. and James Bond and James team Bond. up. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see that team we, up. We did. I mean, I think Henry Cavill is basically James. <laughs> now, Dave. Also, since we watched Moonraker together, yes. By the way, great movie. Where are you? <laughs> Scott Riven has that novelization, yes, by the way. I remember yeah. you saying that. Um, it's awesome. He's really excited about that. Well, I mean, we got to ask, you know, Scott, what happened with Jaws and uh, what was her name? I don't know. Blondie. Blond- yeah, Daisy. Was it Dolly? Dolly. Dolly. Yeah. Dolly. Um, if they if they give anything correct in the, if, in the novel about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like post. I don't know. Don't care. I kind of care. Do you I mean, care I, about what happens with yeah, I mean, Jaws and Don? I mean, they did a turn. He turned babyface. Yeah, he did. was a babyface turn. So we got to know what happened. Well, see, here's the thing. Now, what? Maybe we talked about this on that show. What about a Jaws movie? And I don't mean like a shark movie. Right. I mean a movie featuring a, a now babyface Jaws. Well, who going, would play? Going, I don't know. At this point, it'd have to be the guy that played Chewbacca, right? The new guy. Yeah, Jonas maybe, something. maybe Jonas. Jonas. I think you pronounce you. it Jonas. Yeah. Um, or Paul White. Paul White, big show. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> but to have him go back to the henchman, right? Basically, he's going to the henchman place where the the Rena henchman that yeah. you know that. Uh, what's his face? Peter Dinklage called. And he's like, well, if he's available, sure. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And just taking all of them out. <laughs> That's what he looks like. That's you, what Drax looked you go like. Drax, yeah, yeah. I know. I, every time, I, every time you were saying Peter Dinklage, I was like trying not to laugh. You know. I'm, that's Dave. I live to make you pop. That's, I, that's, I don't want you to not laugh. You got to pop on these things because if you're not popping, I don't know anyone. Oh to pop. yeah. Um. So yeah, I want to see the Jaws movie where he's going through. And he's taking out all these henchmen one by one. So is it a prequel or a sequel? I think it's a sequel. It's a sequel to Moonraker. Okay, yeah. You know, it's what happened after because he's not... Hey, he and Dolly, is that her name? Yeah, Dolly, I think. They're not going to have a moment's peace. If if those henchmen are still around, Dave, they're not going to have a moment's peace. So what they do, did they... I mean, they went full on Star Wars there at the end of the battle. So maybe... 
they had to like jack a shuttle to get out of there. I thought they did because he, he makes a statement like they'll be okay. They're headed yeah. down into Earth's Yeah, well, atmosphere. I mean, I feel like at that point the screenwriters were just like, well, whatever, you know, they'll be okay. <laughs> they, he survived a fall out of parachute into That's a circus tent. That's very true. They did establish that That's the man right. could survive. Yeah. So. Where are you? <laughs> Let me let me come here and find what her name actually was. I feel like Dolly is right, but I want to double check just to make sure. That's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Play it as it lies. Um. Well, crap. How do you get to? I don't like what IMDb has done with their website since they changed everything up. Yeah, I'll have to look on. A lot of times, I'll have to look Do- on. Wikipedia. It is Dolly. It is Dolly. Okay. You're right. So. Um, so yeah, I, but here's the thing. My point, Dave, is this, is they make it back to earth. Mm-hmm. Welcome to earth. And uh, <laughs> your, get my wife's name out of your mouth. Dude, did you see what Eddie Murphy did yes. in the Golden Globes? Yes, I did. That was awesome. He's like, here are three keys to success. And the third one was keep Will Smith's na- wife's name out yeah. your mouth. Um, uh, which I, I mean, well done, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, well like, done. That's, that's, that's old classic, school. That's yeah. old school Eddie Murphy coming Absolutely. out to play. Um, but the, the whole thing of, of him being on earth now, welcome to earth is the henchmen's are us are not going to let him just be out there yeah. and free, you know? Cause Drax was Drax. Now was he, um, was he affiliated with Spectre? Or they could I know we they could, couldn't I know do they it. couldn't say it, but he was on the phone and he said, Well, if you can get him, yes. You yeah. Know? So obviously he was putting in an order for it. So wherever he's get if that's Spectre, if that's right. whatever. They're sending somebody, the hit squad after right. him. Right. He they're coming after him because you're either going to come back with us. Yeah. Or we're going to have to kill you. Yeah. And Jaws ain't nobody's going to be killed in Jaws. Right. You know. So he has to fight through like Ob Job 2. He yeah. has to fight, you know, Bautista. Yeah. He has to fight, you know, like he's just going through and it becomes almost a John Wick scenario with Jaws. That would be tight. You know, now I, feel I don't like want, this is I don't a comic want, book. I don't happen. want Dolly to die. No, no. Okay. Dolly's got to be alive so there can be a happily yeah, ever after. Got to be. I want, if Jaws is going to do a face turn, even though he killed people. <laughs> Not just killed him, like ate him. Right. right. <laughs> I know that Jaws is responsible for murder. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But he turned good in the end. He saved he the world. He did. It's just like when Kirk and them stole the ship to go after Spock That's and, right. and blew like up that. the Enterprise. Yeah. You know, they came back, but they saved the world when they finally got right. back. So we're just going to demote you to captain <laughs> and make you the captain of of a starship. Yay! Not just not just any starship, right. Admiral. The Enterprise. The Enterprise. The, the flagship. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They, you know, there was a lot of uh, not real world consequences to uh, Spock and company there for what they did. I mean, when you look at it. Any military scenario, they would definitely be going to jail for that. Well, sure. Now, they are in Star Trek, so I know that, you know, it's different. They saved the world, Dave. Right, they did save also, the world. Also, they brought back a Klingon bird of, prey. bird of prey. That's true. Whereby, really, if the Federation would have thought about it, they could have broke that thing down and learned the secret to cloaking. Yeah. And end up cloaking they all of their vessels. They didn't want to go against the Accords either, right? They didn't want to... Are there non-cloaking Accords? Yeah, you're not supposed to build things with cloaking, so... That's that's my understanding. That's why Romulans and Klingons are so 
You know, yeah. Well, that just makes the Klingons more disgusting, doesn't it? <laughs> or well, remember they grew past that. They're 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 friendly with the Federation now. So well, that's true. That's true. But I, they still have cloaking devices on their ships. Well, my understanding is uh, Picard season three, Worf's going to be a pacifist when 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 Picard meets. Please, yeah. that's that's the rumor, and I don't know what's going on. Everybody's coming back from the right. next gen. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely season eight of next gen, basically. Um, so, so I don't think gonna, Wes, I don't think Mr. Crusher. So it's going to be, it's going to be Star Trek, the next generation, the search for data. Yeah. And they're all going to hijack the enterprise well, as it is today. <clears throat> so data. Make it so. So I watched season one and two and yeah. season two was terrible. Season one data did spoiler alert, die, like finally die. Uh, Brent Spiner says he's not ever going to play Data again, but I found out he's playing Lore. <laughs> What's the difference? Lore. He's playing Data's brother in the That's new so one. That's so stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yep. Lore was a bad guy. He was. Yeah, because he had the emotion chip. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then they gave it to Data, and Data couldn't function with no. it. It got fused in there, remembering generations. Yeah. Then it get fused on him, and he was like he was laughing, and, and laughing, then he was scared. Yeah. 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 And then he's sitting there trying to do the calculations. Like, I'm sorry, sir, I can't do my job. I'm emotionally cut. Yeah. And Picard's all in his face. He's like, this is what you wanted, Data. <laughs> you have to learn. This is what humans do. We learn to deal oh, with John our emotions. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh... Matt Crowder, one quarter of the infamous Crowder brother, says mm-hmm. in the chat, the Treaty of Algeron, I believe, is where Starship agreed uh, to use to not use cloaking devices. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I knew it was in there somewhere. I, and Matt Crowder, I lost a lot of respect for you just then oh, when you said treat her no about you not. No, you didn't. So, anyhow. No, you didn't. But here's here's the point. I want to go back really quickly. We need to backtrack to where we got started. Oh, with Jaws? Yeah. I want that Jaws movie. Yeah. I want I want that Jaws movie. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> Fokker, I want that Jaws movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Nobody, was, nobody's uh, expecting much from that's you. That's my Fokker. De Niro. I, yeah. I want that Jaws movie. <laughs> um, and then I want, I can't, I am looking forward to the Mission Impossible films. I really am. And yeah. I can't believe that you're not on, I, I, that you're not uh, in the loop on those things, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm out of it. I haven't seen past four. So I got, a, <sighs> I got several to, I haven't seen any of the Macquarie films. I'm not ashamed to say those are good. Yeah. Those are real good. And then I just re- and then here's the thing I'm fired up about it because they put out this whole little featurette with Tom Cruise doing like the big stunt for this first, of the two. Yeah. And he's basically only skydives or whatever. It's not just skydives, Dave free, free dives. He is. It's not, if you'll shut up, I'll tell you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know you want to be the smartest person in the room. Chewie, take the professor to the back and plug him into the (laughs) hyperdrive. (laughs) (laughs) He, um, he rides a, a motorcycle, uh, up a ramp off a cliff. And then parachutes down to the bottom. Of course. It is it is phenomenal. Wow. And and so, but here's the thing, like they show him like working up to it. So they have to time the all the drone cameras and everything. They have to get all the right stuff. He he has to practice the jump. So he jumps out of a plane one day like multiple times just to make sure he's got the the feel of jumping and, and everything just right. He does the jumps on the bike. You know, they're jumping into a foam pit and stuff, and he's on wires to kind of like get the feel of coming off the bike and letting the bike go. And then they set up in Norway, like at the end, the, the ramp literally jumps off a cliff. 
Wow. And dude, he did it six times that day to get all the coverage. What do you, what do you think goes into his mind when he wakes up in the morning and he knows he's got he six thinks, jumps? He thinks, I'm a Scientologist and I'm going to do this. <laughs> he just does it, man. Like Power he, of L. Ron Hubbard compels yeah, the, me. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. I think he's just an adrenaline junkie. I think he's yeah. got it. I mean, he learned to fly jets for freaking Top right. Gun, you yeah. know? Um, so I, I think that anyhow, I, I just, it, I'm looking at that. I'm like, number one, I respect the dude for doing those, the stunts in that manner. You're like, right. you know, you can't, I don't, I don't know that I respect him as a person. Okay. Cause I don't know him. Yeah. We don't well know enough. him. Yeah. I respect the man as an actor. Yeah. And I respect him as a stunt man. Well, you know, some people call him the last real movie star and there might be something to that. Maybe, you know, maybe movie star in the sense that anything he's going to star in is going to get some kind of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, you know, just your regular, maybe, you know, yeah. IP stuff. Sure. You know, well, I'm telling you what, the, the stuff, and then he did a whole deal of just to promote, I forget what it was, but like, he's literally standing on the edge of a helicopter and, and he's talking, he just talking falls to the off, camera right? and he just falls off yeah. and he's like, I got to get this shot now. We'll see you. That's the most insane thing I've ever seen. But I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, I want to be that cool. Yeah, I won't be. But Did yeah, you see the Top to Gun be. Maverick? Yeah. Me too. We excellent. finally watched it the other night. Excellent. Dude, it's better than Top Gun. Yeah, excellent. Top Gun was a chick flick dressed up as a as a dude flick. Do you, and, let me ask you this. When you watch Top Gun, the mm-hmm, first one, mm-hmm. as a kid, did you have a memory that Iceman was like really mean? Yes, of course I did. But then when you watch it, um, Maverick's the heel. Yeah. Iceman's baby face. Yeah, in a way, for sure. <laughs> I was sure. trying to tell him to be responsible and not yeah. get people hurt. And then Goose dies, basically. Yeah. And it's like, well, Iceman told you. Right. Iceman said you're going to get someone killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was the 80s, though. That was like, right. you know. Well, I mean, we're pulling for him because he's the protagonist. Yeah. I mean, he's, but I'm just saying, just strictly speaking, if I were to see those two in the yeah. hall, I'd think, yeah. well... Iceman knows what he's talking well, about. Well, Iceman was the rule follower, yeah. but he also had that arrogance about him, he though, did, too. Yeah. Like a, yeah. And that's what makes him... He's He was arrogant without the charm of Tom right. Cruise. Yeah, he didn't have the, yeah. he didn't have the charisma. He didn't have... The, he wasn't... He wasn't, like, getting the whole bar to sing. Right. No, um, he was You lost that love <laughs> no. and feeling. But no. I'm telling you what... He's always chewing that gum. Dude, yeah. Maverick... That mess was the bomb. It like, was good. It's very good, and and then th- when you think it's over and it keeps going, yeah. like for the whole escape and everything, and they actually get in. And, spoiler alert! Yeah, they actually get in like an old F fourteen or whatever right. it was from the eighties. It's like, yeah, like I, all that is is a nostalgia kick. All yeah. that is in that moment is a, but it's a nostalgia kick with an element of storytelling to it. Right. So it works, and that's that's the thing too. They do a flyby without calling it a flyby. Yeah. You know. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. You know? John Hamm. Yeah. Let me tell you something. John Hamm. <laughs> he's great. He has the potential to be the last great movie star. He's good looking. He's funny. He's a, He needs a good action movie. Have you seen Where, The Town? No. Is it's he? In, ben Affleck directed it. Right. And I remember it. Affleck and Ren are part of a crew. They're doing like burglaries and stuff. Right. Like robberies. And uh, John Hamm's the FBI agent. Okay. Really good. Yeah. Really good. But John Hamm needs a diehard type action yeah. movie. John Hamm needs something where he's getting cut and blown up. And he did a... And he has uh, to take his shirt off to staunch the bleeding, you know, that kind of thing. He did a... um, 
uh, what's the Chevy Chase movie? Fletch. Yeah, he did Fletch. I this haven't year. seen I that. I haven't seen it either. I haven't either. It's called Confess Fletch. Yeah. And he said, I heard him talking about it. He said it's a little bit more in line with the original books okay. than what the Chevy Chase stuff was. Okay. You know, because Chevy Chase comes in and he Chevy Chases yeah, of it, course. you know. Which those Fletch movies, don't get me wrong, they're funny stuff, they're oh, good yeah. stuff. But um, so I'm interested to see it. I yeah, just, I think John Ham, dude, John Ham's actually, he's really funny. Yeah. And, 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 and I just, I'm with you. I want to give I've him got a hard movie. I'm saying but. it. All right. I'll admit it. I love my wife, but I've got a crush on John Ham. <laughs> my wife asked me if I missed having crushes, and no, I don't, because by God, I look at John Ham and I'm just like, I just want to be your friend. <laughs> I just want to be in the air around you, you know? That's a bro crush. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been accused of that with uh what was it, Henry Cavill? Yeah, of course you My do. Wife. Dude, you've you have extolled the virtues of Henry Cavill fifteen times since we started this yeah. whole thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you have stars in your eyes when you do it oh, too. Yeah. Like you get this far off look and you know you dream he's dreamy. I think you even muttered that under your breath at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that the mic. I don't know that the mic picked no, it up. No, it probably didn't. But you're like Henry Gavel. Probably didn't. Yeah. Dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be your buddy, man. Where are you at? Let's go hang out. He seems real chill too, yeah, he though, does. doesn't he? He seems. He seems pretty cool. Now, he's just got. But see, the thing he's got going for him is the British thing. Yeah. You know, like you can't. You well, can't be. And that. he seems genuinely to be. A geek, like um, big time gamer. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's loved, right. Because he's doing the Warhammer stuff. Yeah. Isn't he? Loved the Witcher stuff, and I think that's part of why he's leaving. Is just, you know, I think sometimes, and I'm not trying to dog on anybody on the show, but I think sometimes if you're so close, so intimate with the source material, then starring in your favorite series or whatever like that's probably pretty hard because you don't want to deviate at all. Uh, but yeah, he's doing the War he Warhammer stuff and. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I know next to nothing about Warhammer 40K, but um, I'll watch it. Apparently, it's hard to get into that whole mythology yeah. and everything. I, I, I went to a site because I'm big into novels and uh, mm-hmm. you know tie-in novels, and I went to a site, and it was like, you could try to read this trilogy and then bounce around to this and this, and I was like, oh, my goodness. This is quite the undertaking, you know? Whereas back in the day, I could just pick up a Dungeon and Dragons book, and it's somewhat standalone, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for yeah. the most part. Um, but I need yeah. to go back. I just, it, I just remembered as we were talking here where this whole conversation started. Yeah. And it's going to blow your mind. Marvel. Yeah. I was about to ask you about the trailer. Did you see the trailer? Yeah. And we we're going to talk about it. But I got off on the whole trailer and we talked about Transformers yeah. and that somehow rolled <laughs> Mission Impossible. into, into lethal weapon and Jaws. <laughs> yeah. G- the passion of the Christ sequel. Passion of the Christ. That's right. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> if there was going to be a trilogy. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> we, had, we had some Dennis Quaid love there for a minute, <laughs> which, by the way, I still maintain that Dennis Quaid is the next Chuck Norris. I mean, yeah. Dennis Quaid led G.I. Joe team. He, did. he saved Jesus in frequency. That's right. He you did. know, he's he one of the greatest pitchers of all well, time. And then, you know, and I said he'd make a great Jonathan Kent. That's so, right. That's I right. Mean, mm-hmm. James Gunn, I know you listen, so... Oh. I wish James Gunn listened. I've got a got a few things I want to say to him. Mm. Um, so, anyway, back to that. Marvel. Did you you saw the Quantum Mania trailer? I did. Yeah, and 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 this seems like a huge movie. Like, it does. To It'd like be an Ant Man movie. Yeah, yeah. The other two movies, and I'm not saying they they weren't 
um, spectacle to some degree, but right. this seems like a massive epic movie. Spider Man was um, was really good, yeah, and really played with the whole multiverse thing mm-hmm. pretty well, you know, and and that was a real nostalgia kick, and it was, you know, yeah. really um, multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Which is the first of the pinball themed titles, right? Um, Quantum Mania being the second, uh, was sad in a lot of ways, but also, um, it, it's just it it to me it was real interesting. We went through a whole series to try to redeem Wanda from her right. craziness, and then right. You know, and then she still breaks bad. You know, and, I mean, I tell people I'm like, you know, people were disappointed with that film. Um, I could see that. I mean, it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't stand up with the first one. Um, however, I, I would just say that it was fine. I mean, I watched it on Disney Plus, so mm-hmm. I was fine with, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I watched it at my house. Right. And... We went and saw it in a the theater, and mm-hmm. I thought there were some really good moments. Um, I like Professor X coming out yeah. to the X-Men yeah, cartoon cool. theme. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of how quickly they were all defeated nah, by her, you I know. Um, but that's neither here nor there at at the end of the day to me, it was an interesting concept of a story. It was, you know, it was a good look at, is he, is he happy? You know, is he not? And, and did they have a fight with musical notes? I think so. I thought that was kind of a neat kind of concept, a conceptual kind of thing at the end. Um, let me ask you this at the very end, mm -hmm. that third eye opens. Yeah. And, then the mid credit scene, he's just walking around. Right. I, I thought the mid credit scene took a little something away from the very end. Now, the very end, the third eye opens. Is that where he steps into the field, into the... He's just like, oh! And like, it just oh, cuts yeah, the yeah. And so, like, to me, that's like your classic comic book, like, right. come back next week. But that was a happens. Sam Raimi type ending. Yes. And I get the feeling that Sam Raimi had nothing to do with the mid credit yeah, sequence. Yeah, that's what I felt, You know too. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just seemed to... There were a lot of moments... That was what I was going to say. There were a lot of moments in that movie that were very Sam Raimi-ish, yes. though, too. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of camera shots of, of coming at you yeah. real fast and yeah. stuff. Very Evil Dead, uh, Dr. Octopus's yeah. arms, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So... Um, but uh, I look, I I don't think that I'm super into it. Yeah, you know, but I, I it was okay for me. Yeah, it was. it was fine. Quantum Mania to me is getting more. It feels like it's getting more back into that Marvel stuff that I enjoy. Right. You know the the space Game. cosmic. Of course, they're yeah. going into the in. They're going into the like quantum realm and stuff. Order. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're 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 going. They're really doing something the Fantastic Four did, you know, and 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 the potential for the people that are there. Psycho Man was usually in the microverse, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but your boy Modoc. Yeah, I did know. You, did I'm you excited. see that? Still? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I don't know. You know, and I and I'm kind of like, I wonder what he'll look like when it actually comes out. Right. Um, it looked like there's just a head they've just right. put in. Oh, what's his face's head in there for now? Yeah. Corey. Was it Corey Stahl? Yeah. 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 Um. But which, I'm, I'm I enjoyed the Modoc cartoon that Hulu yeah. had. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, and uh, I didn't get. I don't think it got a lot of buzz or anything. No, it I, didn't. I really enjoyed it, and um, and I don't know. I just I enjoy Modoc. I think he's so ridiculous, but it's it's so over cool. the top stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now was he an Iron Man villain, or was he kind of a? <laughs> You know, or... I'm going to tell you the truth. The first introduction I had to Modoc, and mm-hmm. this is going to blow everyone's mind, was Quasar. 
Okay. He was in an issue of Quasar. I don't know if it was during the Acts of Vengeance or not, but he's out of that whole aim. Yeah. Project Pegasus. So he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of Iron Man, Avengers. He deals a lot with the Hulk there yeah. for a period of time. You know, he's he's got the abomination under his thumb and, right. and kind of does a lot with the Hulk there. So, um, yeah, he's definitely, you know, that Avengers, Iron Man kind of aim, Hydra. I think it's interesting, these villains that they're bringing out. I mean, we've heard the rumor about the leader being in Captain America mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. I'm just wondering where my Hulk movie is, man. That's I just want my Hulk movie. Well, you know? don't get me started on all I that. Know, that that's, I know. The whole what they've done to the Hulk is kind of sad, but I um, know, I know. The uh, but Tenton uh, says back to Warhammer real quick. He says yeah. he's been dipping into Warhammer stuff lately. Deep lore, twenty five plus factions and armies. Wow. I feel like that's. I mean, I feel like it's right up your alley though to kind of start mean, it getting is into kind of jumping around. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in. I've got I've got it. There's a trilogy that somebody said would be a good one to start with. I guess that's the thing is I need to know what the starting yeah. point is. Yeah, and, and what I do with these things is I'll Google and I'll read over Reddit or something. Yeah. And, so, and there's a lot is of good it, suggestions. Is there. it? It's gaming stuff though, right? Well, so the, so the the mythology stuff, my understanding is just sci-fi mixed with fantasy. Yeah. Sometime in the way future. But like to get the story, is it? Are there are there novels? Is it? So it's not a. I thought it was like an RPG kind it, of thing. I think it is, but the novels are like spinoff material. Okay, all right. So like, you know, you could. It's kind of like um, I'm trying to think of some Star Wars games that had like novels, like Force Unleashed or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um. But even not like I don't know. Tenton, Tenton hit it. Modok is a Cap and Iron Man villain. He's my Marvel. Guru yeah, there, like he knows more than I do. Yeah, um, when it comes to like those kinds of things, so yeah, Cap Iron Man, he was a product of AIM, wasn't he? Tenton, since you're in the chat, you'll know that. Um, I guess I could have just pulled out the old, yeah, Marvel Encyclopedia old Adam here. Bray here. Let's check her out here. Let's see, let's look, let's pull up the Modoc entry of the Marvel yeah, Comics the one, Encyclopedia. It? This is from. Oh nine. Okay. Yeah, I've oh, got the newer. Really good, I think I've got the newer model. Really good condition. Sitting over there. Well, I don't really jump into it too much, to be honest with you. So M, M to Mystique is going to start on page one ninety four. So one ninety four, Mantis. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oculus. Nope. It's going too far. New Warriors. I know about them. Uh, Mutant Liberation Front. Ms. Marvel, Multiple Man, Mordred, Morbius, Morbius, Moon Knight, Molecule Man, uh, Mole Man, Mojo, Modok. Here we go. Tales of Suspense number 93 wow. is his first appearance, October of 1967. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Height, 12 feet. Weight, <laughs> 750 pounds. All right. Uh, scientists at AIM yep. needed an organic computer to analyze the cosmic cube, so they mutated one out of AIM agent George Tarleton as MODOK, the mental organism designed only for killing. <laughs> That's what MODOK stands for. <laughs> Tarleton quickly concluded that AIM would be better with him in charge, and after MODOK suffered many defeats at the hands of heroes, Monica Rappaccini ousted him and took over AIM 
To get his revenge, Modoc assembled a team of 11 villains to steal a living star and sell it to AIM for a billion, one billion dollars. The star became unstable and blew up AIM's headquarters, getting Modoc both his money and uh, his revenge. So, Modoc. Now, there was also another version of Modoc, as I recall, that was. Um, I feel like it was a female version. Oh, really? But I couldn't tell you what. Well, I highly recommend the series on Hulu. Yeah, it's it's they do some like uh, stop animation kind of stuff with it. It's really cool. I I will put this up here in just a second if I because I thought it might have been like Madoc or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's cool to see him in the. He's just one of those characters that. You can set that right there for now because I can't. I won't be able to get it back on the shelf with one hand. Um, he's one of those characters that I, I can't really imagine is actually going to be in live action. You can just sit on the spine and slide it uh, next to the printer there, buddy. Oh, over okay. here. Um, I'm going to pull up Tales of Suspense number ninety-three. Right. That's what I feel like it said. Yeah, right. I think so. So anyhow. Um, as you, I, I just, I, when I saw that, I thought of you. I said, oh, yeah. Dave's going to be popping yeah. for this. But this is that kind of Marvel that I'm I'm more into, as yeah. I said. is like the... Fantastical. The, yeah, the like, fantastical science fiction yeah. stuff. The magic stuff never really appealed to me right. all that much. So right. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what they do. But I'm also, here's the thing. I looked at Haley and said when the, when we watched the trailer the other day, I said, well, Ant-Man's dead. That's what I thought too. And then he's saying something like, I need to get my life back. I guess he's talking about the snap. Yeah, uh, I feel like the whole idea is is he hates that he missed um, his, daughter. his daughter growing but, up. I mean, wouldn't his daughter be like, hey, Dad, I had a life those five years. What are you going to take that away from me? I you, don't know. I mean, there's that's there's some questions in there that I'm like, you know. Well, sure. I think that I think that anybody would would have, you know, well, she did have her life during that time. Were you surprised between Infinity War and Endgame that they held the five years? Like, was that a surprising? Oh, or yeah. Or did you think they would reset and just go back? I was. I was surprised when watching it, and and it said five years later. Yeah. Like I was absolutely shocked. Yeah, me too. If this be Modoc, now this is tells number twenty, number ninety four. And so this was Iron Man versus the Titanium. It was two, there were two, Tales of Spence had Iron Man and Cap stories. And so the Iron Man stories was him versus Titanium Man. And then Cap versus AIM. Because Cap would get into some suspense and there is MODOK. Nice. <laughs> I am MODOK. Once I was a mere human guinea pig for the scientist of AIM. But they did their job too well. And now I am their master. <laughs> So what's he going to be in this movie? What do you think? Like just looks like he's going to be a Kang lackey, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, you know. But you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's character also said she's like warning him not to go. Yeah, like she because she was there right between, I guess, all those years or whatever. So yeah, yeah. it's and it, Kang. What do you think? Like, is he? You ready to see some? It looks pretty. I like the green purple yeah. helmet. I like the purple helmet, green clothes. I yeah. like you know that the, the way they're working the blue face is kind of like a shield, a face shield, and everything. Right. And I'm cool with that. Um, I, I need him to be sinister. I need him to be yeah. 
evil. I don't need what we got at the end of Loki. You know, it's someone like everyone was, I just had to keep everyone in check. You know, I need, I need sinister. I'm here to conquer everything. Yeah. Kane, you know, um, we'll see. Like, it looks like it's going to be very heady. You know, it yeah. looks like a lot of the, like, there's a lot of images, like a bunch of Ant-Man, you know, all right. variants or whatever, you know, crawling all over the place. And so, yeah, it's going to be interesting and to kind of... Did I hear that Owen Wilson was going to be Mobius in um, Ant-Man? Did I, I don't know. That? I hadn't heard that. Chat? Anybody? Anybody heard uh, Agent Mobius going to be in the Ant-Man movie? Quantumadia? Ant-Man Rebel Yell, one, two, three. Howdy, y'all. Just tuning in. Finally, Modoc and MCU looking forward to Quantum... Quantum Mania! <laughs> Multiverse Madness. Sunday, Sunday, I mean, am Sunday. I wrong? It sounds yeah, like pinball it does. award things, like pinball things. So, I'm, so you know, obviously that's broken with Far From Home or No Way Home and Wakanda Forever. Because um, Lord knows it's not Namor Forever. Um, and do we know what else is coming down the pipe? Um, Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt. But is there any, like, other titles that we've actually been given? I can't think of any. No. There's an Avengers movie. That's phase five though, isn't it? Who knows? I think. I don't know. I'm I'm can here's the thing. I think at some point it's like we don't have to have phases yeah, anymore. We I'm can kind just of like kinda that too. I'm yeah. like, just go. Just keep telling the story. Yeah. That's fine. You know? And it's like I probably won't see Wakanda forever. I don't I, I don't have any desire to watch a three hour movie about characters. No, I don't not really. I never really cared about reading Namor when he was in the comics. I don't care about necessarily seeing him on screen. Black Panther, since he's not in it, I don't care. You know, that's the that's the issue with me. Um, I mean, maybe I'll watch it on Disney Plus. I don't know. Three hours is a lot. That's a lot of yeah. Well, I mean, Dave, you gave four hours of that Justice League crap. Yeah, but that's uh, <laughs> that was a special circumstance. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. No, and so so, but I'm, I'm really now. There's so much content when it comes to superhero stuff. It's like. Well, you can, you don't have to consume it all. You know, it's like collecting comics in a way, you know, you read what you like and you don't, you don't bother with what you don't care to read. And so that's kind of where I am with these superhero movies these days, I think. Agreed. So, but I think it looks good. I'm, I'm interested in it. The music, um, and both trailers has been good. They used what they use rocket man in the first one. I think so. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then this last one, I think they were just using maybe a theme. Yeah. But see, that brings us back to a, to a conversation we had a little bit of in, in at lunch today. And that mm-hmm. is this whole idea of using popular music right. in these properties, you know, taking basically what the guardians of the galaxy did so successfully and, and kind of crapping all over, you know, like just, just overusing it. It's not yeah. crapping all over, but over, overusing, overusing it, it. Yeah. you know? And I just think at some point it's like, we don't have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. this doesn't, this, it did not, you could make the argument, you know, that with Iron Man, it was ACDC, yeah. you know, and that sort of thing. But I just don't feel like it started that way. I feel like that, you know, Guardians popularized it. And it's not just Marvel stuff that's trying to keep that trend going, that it is, you know, it's everything now trying everything. to do that, yeah. you know, because it was so popular with what uh, with what the Guardians did. I mean, so, that, was, that was, and it's James Gunn, but that Peacemaker just had tons of that hair metal. In right. It. Suicide Squad had the big, you know, music and all mm-hmm. the things, and 
you know, I love music, and I most of the time I love all the songs, <laughs> but Wait, unlike it, you, it, look, you don't want anything to take you out of what's going on. Look, here's I want to I want to I want to say something here, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, the internet at its best. I made one joke about you watching a four-hour Justice League movie, and John Custer says, "Wow, calm down. Justice <laughs> League was good. <laughs> calm it down." Calm it. Now, John, I like you, and that's why I'm giving you a hard time. But I'm telling you straight up, that is what, like, you can't say anything to anyone disagrees. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, but wait a minute. The brakes, wait a minute. You can't tell me that this was no good. I didn't say it was no good. I just said it was four hours long. You said it was crap, though. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it was crap. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, thank you for the, clarifying that. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The I, I would have, it just like the Donner cut yeah. of Superman 2. There are things I liked a lot about it more than the theatrical version. Mm -hmm. But there are things I liked about the theatrical version that I felt like would have made Zack Snyder's version if he wasn't so prideful about his stuff a little Can bit you, better. What are you doing? They gave the man money and said, make I know, this. and he did. He this, made his version. Right. This version would have never made it. This not way. at all. Not at all. And that's fine. But I mean, right. like, if somebody gave you money, wouldn't you put what you wanted in the movie? I'm not, I don't begrudge the man. Yeah, but you're like his pridefulness. I don't know. I think, <laughs> dude, it's just, Richard Donner was prideful. Listen, you're going to tell. Let's go to. Let's use the Donner cut. Okay. D Donner still had such a mad on about everything that happened to him. He could not admit that. General, would you care to step outside? Wow. Is a better line than General. Haven't you heard of freedom of the press? <laughs> Well, he didn't shoot the step outside one, right? Is that that doesn't matter, but he yeah. could say, "This is my cut. I like this. Yeah. I'm going to take this take and put it in there." My understanding is he didn't do it. He didn't have a lot to do with that Donner cut. Is that what you like? I don't know. I feel like the guy they did like a behind the scenes feature where they showed him like putting the yeah it would have been Jeff Johns probably had more to do with it. Than yeah, him. like they, I, be, I mean, I'm asking seriously. Yeah. I'm not making a joke. I think they were like putting the film in like ovens and stuff to like try to make the film better. I don't know because it's just been sitting in containers. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch that making of. Yeah. But my understanding is he wasn't sitting around like, all right, this goes in there and that goes in there. And let me let me say let me say this about the Justice League. Thing. Okay. It is too long. Yeah. That is my biggest criticism of that movie. There are weird music choices in it that I'm watching and I'm like, I I, I don't like what he did with it, mm -hmm. but I see why he did it. And in a world where everyone is pushing toward pop, classic rock or classic pop music, for him to put in this weird kind of, you know, indie stuff that sounds like indie stuff, more power to him. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm saying like I might not like it, but I understand the choice and 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 I can appreciate the choice that he made. Right. Um, it's a little too serious in some instances. And and I don't know that the black suit is explained. Yeah, I don't. I, it probably wasn't explained. Uh, and and so I did think I, I thought this was, and I the don't best version of Batman. That yes, we've gotten yeah in that yeah. in Ben Affleck the the quippy Batman of the theatrical version of Justice League was a little too far. Yeah. Um, this Batman was a good Batman. Yeah, I felt like good. his motivations were well defined. I thought that his intensity wasn't over the top and overly dark and everything. You, his his relationship with Alfred was in, intact and good. You know, I, I did like what they did with Aqua. I, like I really did, pretty yeah. much like Cyborg it. Cyborg story, I yeah. Thought was great. You know, and 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 to come back to 
the whole, if I go too fast, weird things happen with time and to use that in the end yeah. is a good movie trope, you know, good throwback to something that happened that they did not use, right. you know, in the, in the theatrical version, right. they use the part of like him being weird out at about the time stuff, but not about, you know, it never came back around. Yeah. And so to come back around and that be something that could actually set up future right. things like flashpoint, um, the really the only thing I didn't like about Justice League is that is the stuff that was tacked on at the end with the Joker and, and everything. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like it was You don't like that direction. I don't like that direction. I didn't like the scene. I thought yeah. the scene was just kind of weird and hmm. and and didn't do anything to further anything, you yeah. know. But but I you know, I pick on it yeah, because it's but I do think it was it was decent. I think it was good for what it was. Yeah. Like I I it's just too it's too much of a time you know, yeah. thing to, to sit it's down and watch it again. Yeah. Sure. It's too much of a commitment. It's why I haven't watched Lord of the Rings in a while. I've been, I've been Jones to watch oh, Lord of the yeah, Rings movies yeah. lately, you know, but I hadn't watched them just because of the time commitment. I told joy, my wife, when, when the kids are grown and we're sitting around on Christmas and there's nothing to do, we should just watch like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like if yeah. we ever get a Christmas at home, just us yep. start in the morning Ooh. And just go to town. Just the, the extended version yeah, or the theatrical cut. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to. Yeah, that's. I, a, I don't. I don't appreciate Jackson not showing Sauron getting killed in the theatrical version of. Um, was it? Did he die in two towers? Or, no, it was the beginning of Return of the King. They don't show that. No, in the. I thought they did. No, not in, in the, the, the Fellowship of the Ring. No, no, in the theatrical they don't show Sauron getting killed. I'm sorry, Saruman. Oh yeah, Saruman. They don't show. You're yeah. right. You're right. But they do show it in in the extended, in the extended cut. Yeah. Cuts. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it doesn't happen like it did in the book, but that's okay. Yeah. The um um I don't I don't understand this. Your good friend Andy is talking here now. Uh -huh. He's shown up and he says Avengers Endgame was three hours long. We had to see it in a theater, and he puts theater in all caps. With the, with the Snyder Cut, you can pause whenever you want. I don't like to pause a movie in the middle of it, for one thing. If I'm going to sit down, if I pause a movie and get up mm -hmm. and walk away, there's a good chance I'm not coming back to it. But I will say, with Justice League, there was the um, titles. Right. You remember there was different titles with um, Aquaman sequence, the cyborg yes. yeah, sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think... There were chapters. Yeah, it was, chapters. Yeah, it was laid out as so chapters. So I think you could stop and say, all right, I'll watch the rest of it. Right. And start a new chapter <clears throat> and then watch it as a miniseries almost. Right. But here's the thing. Avengers Endgame also had 11 years of build-up to, yeah, of course, to get to yeah. that point. So yeah, absolutely. it was an event to behold. You don't have to crap on one thing to lift up another. Right. Okay. You like Justice League. You like just I like I just said it was good. Yeah. But I felt like it was too long and the end stuff. And I know that it's in there. Dave Atterbury makes the point. It's in there because it was kind of where his sequels were going to go in right. that direction. I don't like that direction. I don't like the injustice direction yeah. of things. Yeah. And and I don't like it, it just felt disjointed and weird and it just I did not like that tacked on, you know. Um what did you think about Eisenberg's um, Lex Luthor stuff at the end when he's on the yacht? And... Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Well, that was at the end. That was an end scene. That was a end credit right, scene. But yeah, yeah. There was a little more in, right. in Zack Snyder. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor has grown on me yeah. tremendously over yeah. the years. Like it has aged well. Yeah, I think so. Too. Even the Batman v Superman stuff. Yeah, his motivation 
in Batman v Superman is a Lex Luthor motivation all the way. And so I never had a problem with his motivation. I had a problem with some of his acting choices, but that has grown on me. And he's gotten more sinister as time's moved on. Right. So I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm 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 down with that. Obviously, we're not going to get to see that anymore. No, yeah, you know, but yeah. So that's the other thing. Like we talked about it a little bit. Um, oh my god! What? Happened? <laughs> Excuse me, real quick. Okay. How is the injustice type setup any different from Avengers One doing a post credit scene setting up Thanos? I'll tell you. Because the post-credit scene with Thanos was all of 30 seconds for one thing. And he just turns to the camera and smiles. Thanos is an established, incredibly established, well-known, super bad guy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And with the idea that down the road they may be actually doing the Infinity stuff. Because in Avengers 1, we didn't know for sure that was going to happen. The Injustice stuff, what I don't like about the Injustice stuff is... The premise of injustice is Superman turns evil. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I, I, I feel like that that is a cheap way of doing Superman because no one knows how to do good Superman very much anymore. And they all think it'd be so much interesting, so much more interesting if Superman's a bad guy. How many times have we seen Superman as a bad guy or not the good guy? Let's go Red Sun. Let's go the whole finale of Superman, the animated series. Superman Let's talk about. Let's talk about Superman 3. Let's talk about Red and Clark Kent and and Smallville. We do Superman evil as much as we possibly can. It's been done. I don't like the concept of injustice, period. So I think with with this, the idea was Darkseid kills Lois. Lois. Mm -hmm. Because of that, Superman's broken Mm -hmm. and succumbs to the anti-life equation. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not just he goes evil because Lois died. It's because he's opened himself up to be corrupted by the anti-life equation. I give you Superman Endgame from the early 2000s. Yeah. Where uh, Manchester Black Uh kills Lois. Yeah. And Superman absolutely rips him to shreds and destroys him. And then the next panel, after two or three pages of Superman just demolishing him and everything else, the next panel is Superman saying, nope. Yeah, I know that's what you want, but that's not what she would want. Right, and and so Manchester, it was all in Superman's head about what if I make this choice. Yeah, and then Manchester Black can't believe that Superman didn't get mad enough to kill him. Right, and Lois comes walking out of the room. Manchester Black had just mind sent a mind projection that this is what had happened. Yeah, and made Superman think it. And Superman overcame the evil urges. Right, to do. And gave into his better angels. Yeah, you know, and and that was and that's who Superman is, Dave. Well, so I'm just gonna say, so the plan injustice is a video game. They just wanted to have a reason to have <laughs> superheroes fight each other. So the plan, I think, was eventually that that moment we get in Batman vs Superman, where With the Flash, Flash comes back, that they would change history somehow, right? So that, right. that it would end up not happening. Sure. So, but yeah, I get your point. I, I get, get it. Point. I get it. I, look, here's the I think thing. It was it was definitely a risk, and it was a you know it was something, you know I, I don't know how it would have played out. You know, um, well, it's interesting to think about just because we won't get that. Yeah, coming going forward. Here's but. the thing. It's okay for me to like, but here's and you know this. I guess I'm just saying this for the listeners who may not think it's okay. It's okay for me to like the movie except for that part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I like Star Wars. You know, except for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I will I, say... I can say this. I like the sequel trilogy except for The Last Jedi. 
You know, I'll do one better. I'll say there's parts of Last Jedi I can almost see that I enjoy. But the overwhelming majority, I don't. So there you like, go. There you go. It's, it's the opposite of that, I, of that. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Andy, here is my point. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Read what he read. read Civil what? War had heroes fighting each other, but yeah. shrugs. He did the hashtag. Number one, this chat <laughs> is not a safe place to oh, do Andy. the but shrugs or checks notes. This. Okay. <laughs> Number two. By the time my point about injustice just being it was a in the concept of injustice was originally a video game and it was a fighting video game. It was a Mortal Kombat style game with DC superheroes. So instead of just having a fighting game with DC superheroes, they wanted to have some kind of backstory as to why the heroes would be fighting each other. And they did the injustice thing. I'm not saying that heroes shouldn't fight each other. I'm saying that that was the only reason they did Injustice was for a video game. Civil War had heroes fighting each other. And you know what? You know who didn't like the concept of Civil War in the comic books? Steve Glosson, host of Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. You know who wasn't a big fan of Civil War in the movie? Steve Glosson. Yeah, did I like the scene where they're all going at it? Sure. It was exciting. It was a, it was a, it was a feast for the eyes. It yeah. was an amazing thing. But I do not like it when the heroes fight each other, especially when you've got great villains out there that you can incorporate and have them go against. So, yeah. But you know what happened with Civil War? Civil War is the reason Thanos was able to accomplish what he accomplished, because they were a divided team. So I think so. That's what I think. I think like Darkseid would have been able to come in. And if Lois died, he would have been able to turn Superman because of what he accomplished. So I guess I was going to my bit. My next point or my next question to you is going to be like what'd you think about uh zemo versus lex their plans were essentially the very same, similar, similar yeah. yeah yeah um did you like the way one of them played out better or just the plans in themselves not the, necessarily the film I, I think here's the thing i think that when you get to civil war and they came out the same year didn't yeah. batman v superman yeah. civil war when you get to civil war again you have history yeah with these characters that you did not have right with Batman, and Super- with, with, yeah. with Batman and Superman at that point. So it was more of an emotional thing as Tony and Cap are mm-hmm. one-on-one. The big spectacle, the airport is big spectacle, and it's fun, and it's, and it's great, and it's amazing. Cap versus Tony, when, when Tony finds out that Cap knew about his mother and everything, that's two friends yeah. who have now fallen out yeah there was also always a little bit of a tension between the two from the minute they meet in avengers right so it's not like there's no setup here why does batman dislike superman because batman's motivations are really the same as lex luther's because superman is a powerful alien yeah he's scared and he saw the destruction that superman and zod caused right by the way I like that there is some fallout from that yeah. because I did not like all the destruction that was causing Metropolis and Man of Steel. I thought that Superman should have known better and gotten to a, you know an uninhabited place, but that's neither here nor there. What you have is Batman's motivations are very similar to Lex Luthor. The difference is, is Batman's not willing to harm a bunch of other people just to get to Superman. And he's not interested in controlling Superman. He wants Superman out of the way. And Lex wants them all out of the way. Right. So, you know, I like, again, I go to, I loved Lex's motivations. I loved his, you know, it came down to, 
I figured it all out. I like that he was intelligent enough to figure it all out. I like that Lois and Man of Steel figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked all that stuff. It's okay. <laughs> Is it not okay to be critical of things? Yeah, of course. Good night. Um, so young Steve didn't like Hogan versus the Warrior. Not a whole lot, Texas Cal Patty. I can appreciate it now. I thought it was very intriguing yeah. as a kid. It um, kind of broke my heart. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it was sad. Like the Saturday nights, I don't remember if it was Saturday nights or just the main event, but Hogan and Warrior against Perfect and Genius and uh, Warrior's clothesline and Genius and clothesline and Perfect and he clotheslines Hogan, Hogan yeah. accidentally. And I remember my stomach just dropped when yeah. that happened. I was like, oh no. But you know what? They did a great job in that of those guys had their little run-ins like that, mm-hmm. but they never hated each other. Yeah. You know, like it, there was never a heel turn in there. Yeah, no. You know, in, uh, in the comics, in Civil War in the comics, there was a heel turn. I'm sorry, Tony went full yeah, heel. he did. You know? He did. I, he was wrong in Cap what he did. was the one that kind of said, no, stand yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I forgot who it was. It was like, wait a minute, we got him beat. And he's yeah. like, stand down. Right, yeah. right. So I, I'm just saying, it, the, the whole thing is, it, the whole idea is it's like, it's okay yeah. to not like something as much as other people do. That's what Geek Out Loud is based on. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to talk about it. And and so and I think it's so interesting to me with a lot of these properties, like it, it Marvel's the same way. People who are who are all into Marvel, all right? Like the minute you're critical of anything, well now wait a minute. Yeah. What about blah 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 yaggedish maggedy blah blah? You know. And I think too, like it's you hear somebody's point of view, other point of view on something and it might make you think. And I think it's okay to think. Yeah. It's okay to defend, but it's also okay to think about what's being said. And right. You know, maybe you, maybe you're coming at it at a different angle than somebody else. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, but here's my thing. I don't like the tearing down of something else to build something else up. Right. So to me, it's like, let's not, why, why are we tearing down what Avengers did to try to lift up justice? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was there. But it's like I saw someone. I saw someone who was talking about Andor, mm-hmm. and Andor was boring. I'm sorry, there that wasn't was your opinion that was boring. I was not alone in that opinion. There no, were a lot of people who agreed with me. Of course you were. I would say that it was a slow burn because I enjoyed it. I'm right? so tired of hearing that thing. But I'm saying that's what I would say from my. And point I would of view. say I would say that Star Wars is not a slow burn, right? So you would say, so I would also say Star Wars is not meant to be a television property. And and then we would shake hands exactly. and, be, <laughs> and be like, let's go. Right. Uh, but I, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and then we would say, argument over, yep. Hogan Warrior, here we go. Exactly. We're on a tag team. Exactly. The mega powers, yeah. we're back together the again. The mega warriors, whatever, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, um. The the whole thing is with um with 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 Andor to me was so much happened where nothing happened mm-hmm. and and that's and look I looked at it and I said this dude wrote something else to be like this original idea that he had and they came along and said we like this let's make it Star make Wars it Andor. yeah yeah and he was like okay and and so so. So Andor is this thing, and I saw someone say, "Well, nothing happens in the first forty-five minutes of A New Hope," and that's when that's world building. Though. Well, that's when I flipped my <laughs> lid. I'm like, 
let's talk about what happens in 45 yeah. minutes. At the 45 minute mark in A New Hope, they're going into the cantina. Yeah. I No, I look. And what happens before that is this. You have the whole opening space battle mm-hmm. sequence. You have the introduction of Darth Vader walking into that hallway. You have our introduction to our characters we've got to have. You learn about the Force. You have the Jawas swatted. Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew are dead. Yeah. You have um, you have the, the stuff with the Sand People as far as your action beats go, you know, with Luke and everything. And then you're headed into Moss Eisley. And yeah, now everything is pretty much established and we're off to the races. Yep. But it's not a boring 45 minutes. Right. Even even as someone who has seen it a thousand times over, yeah. you know, you watch it, there's banter, there's stuff that's happening, there's some funny stuff, there's so, there was there was none of that in, in Andor. Mm-hmm. And in and for three episodes. Yeah. You know, and, and there was never any there wasn't much levity at all no, in any of it. And, and and I understand that, you know, well, it's got a, it's a dire situation right. and that sort of thing. I just, but then my whole point with that person is, is like, you don't have to tear down the thing that built, that all of this is built on. Right. To try to lift this up. If you enjoy it, talk about the merits of what is good and talk about it without it being slow burned. What, what do you like about it? And then if I don't like that, let me come back and say, well, here's my issue with that, you know? And really what it comes down to, I think is what you said Star Wars wasn't meant to be a television right. property anyway. Right. It's supposed to be, I mean, what's the joke? Faster, more intense, right? Dave Atterbury says, I loved Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, come fight me. No, I don't want to. And I don't want to. Hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I, I didn't. It. I, Book of Boba Fett had its weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I will excuse them all for that finale. Yeah. Because when you got Boba Fett riding a Rancor. Yeah. I. Cad Bane. I'm sorry. Yeah. What more do I need to do right. than to go into my toy box and be like, put him on the ring? This is something yeah. that I, you know, this is something I would have done. And that's one of the things that yeah. I enjoyed about that. I, I, there were things that I didn't, yeah, like about it. And, and I would have liked to see Boba Fett himself, the character, do a little bit differently, especially based on the way we were introduced to him, right? In, that, in Mandalorian. Yeah. I think that was the jarring part to me was how, um, no nonsense. How inactive he was. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Like he, like when he shows up on, on Mandalorian, he's like just getting it done. He's kicking butt and taking yeah. names, dude. But when he's on Book of Boba Fett, he's like doing this passive thing. And yeah. It's like, and I understand. I, building... I kind of enjoyed, I even enjoyed the stuff where he was living with the Sam people. I, I don't think they did it to the best ability they could have the flashback stuff yeah, yeah like i feel like i could have used a little bit more of that and like mm-hmm. him developing relationships with these people yeah. and stuff like that but, yeah but anyway i thought it was in, I, look i i thought the story his story was interesting and i thought with the sand people stuff that should have been one or two episodes yeah like you start at the beginning and you do a flashback mm-hmm. and you do that flashback for two episodes instead of intermittently throughout yeah i think they were afraid they wouldn't have anything compelling yeah honestly um him building his empire, his criminal empire, should have been a little more compelling. Yeah. You know, like I would have liked to seen him be intimidating. I would have liked to have seen him, you know, someone come and challenge him and he have no problem taking him out. He whipped the stormtroopers with a gaffy stick yeah. for crying out loud. And so I wanted to see that kind of that thing. Kind of thing yeah. But I'm telling you that when we get to the end and here comes Boba riding a Rancor, right. all, yeah. all qualms. Put to rest, right. you know. 
I even I enjoyed uh, Chrysanthemum. I thought he was a cool character. Dude, he looks awesome. Yeah. He looks, looks amazing. amazing. I love his look, and I love what he brings to the table for sure. Yeah. So he did all the butt kicking as Fat Boba says. <laughs> that's Dave Atterbury. So yeah, I think I think that's the thing I liked the most about the book of Boba Fett was all the toy box moments. That's yeah. what Rebel Yell calls them toy box moments. So. I really, I dig that. I, yeah. I dug, I dug that a lot about that. And then you have the whole Mandalorian season two point five interlude, right? Yeah, you know, which I, I thought, I don't think that belonged. I no, think you know, I think, I think that came from somebody from else. Disney, from the yeah. higher ups, maybe. I think they were like, well, we're not getting Mandalorian this year, right? We got to put something out there. Yeah, about, let's let's do a reset. Let's get him away from Luke and. Right. That way, when we start the new season, they'll be ready to go. Right. You know, I would have, I would have rather seen that as kind of a season premiere. I think. Yeah. Of, of things, but I did like. You know, it's good to revisit him, and and it was, you know, and 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 her knowing him and having the contact with mm-hmm. him, I think was would. But I think you could have done without the Grogu stuff and just had him yeah. come on and be like helping him out of a. Yeah. I like how he was like. Boba Fett or whatever. Yeah. And he was just ready to go. Yeah, he's ready to go. Him. Yeah. He was yeah. just like, whatever. He yep. helped me, you know. For sure. And I do like, I did like Fennec Shan too. I thought she was, that's her name, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. I yep. thought she was cool. Luke Glasner says, who did, who did it better? Fat Boba or Fat Thor? <laughs> I think I got to give it to Boba. Yeah. I think I'll do Boba. I mean, Thor was kind of pathetic in a way. Um, I think, I think Thor was, was a great exploration with with a superhero genre of emotional and, and psychological trauma. Yeah, although I would say they probably leaned a little too much into the comedy part of it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Fat Boba is a great exploration into the process of aging. Who said he was fat? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think look people, at him and think he's fat. I don't think he's fat either. Yeah. He's he's definitely beefed up. But I mean, um, I'm saying that as kind of a you know, a guy who's got some extra mus- uh, muscle, extra, uh, <laughs> extra meat on his body. And a little extra padding. Yeah. Boba Fett was, bo- was boxing champion like George Foreman after he started selling grills. <laughs> Gosh. So. Wow, he's getting blasted on here. All the shows. Now, Dave Atterbury says this. Is this something you've heard? All the shows are supposed to come together again in a movie? Um, I didn't hear that it was a movie. I heard right. that it was some kind of event. Okay. Series. Well, Andor's not going to be part of that. His movie's no, already done. No, He's dead. That'll be that's its own thing. Yeah. I think. Um, Are they doing a season two? Yeah. Oh, so excited for yeah. that. Yeah, that's it though. Just season yeah. two and. Those are probably going to move a little faster, is my understanding. I want to say I do want to say this to take up for Andor, so uh-huh. people don't think I'm just crapping on it. I was surprised at the people who were surprised by how cold blooded he could be. Yeah. Because I'm like, did you not watch Rogue One? Right, yeah. He's meeting up with another rebel yeah. dude, and, and he shoots the guy because he can't climb up over the wall to get away from the stormtroopers that are coming. My arm. Yeah. Or was it, it his arm? Yeah, or? yeah. And so he's like, your arm's hurt? All right, I'll shoot you. Yeah. And go he ahead, just, go ahead. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> right in the back. Right, dude. yeah. Like, yeah. So. I think it's a different, you know, it's a risk, you know, and, and for me, I enjoyed it, but I, I totally get the criticism. I mean, it's. I think by the time it came on, my expectations were really low. Yeah. Um, because I'm, again, I didn't hate everything about the Obi Wan series, but I just mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't come away feeling great about watching it. Like, yeah. It was just kind of like okay. Well, I just it missed opportunity. Yeah. You said I just it go, I just yeah. go back like they did Vader great when Vader yeah. comes on screen and yeah. everything. 
I just I just think that why are you gonna have Obi Wan beat Vader and not yeah, kill him? Just, you know, he knows there's no there's no downside to killing Darth Vader on a planet that's not Tatooine. Right. You know, with no real witnesses around to say that Obi Wan Kenobi's still alive to send the Emperor looking for Obi Wan Kenobi. I would just say I would just say I took that he just can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. Just like he couldn't kill him on Mustafar. At that point, though, after all that's gone down, Vader is truly dead. You know, I, I mean, come I on. I just, I just don't. He still saw him as Anakin. I'm not saying that that's the way they should have gone. I'm just saying I think he still saw him as Anakin in a way. Maybe. Even maybe. though he's spewing that stuff and New Hope yeah. about he's more machine now than man. Right. Twisted and evil. Yeah. I think he, you know. I, I think that. Because think about it. When he's telling Luke. And he's like, and he was a good friend. Yeah. Like, it's like, there is so much behind what Sir Alec Guinness is saying. It's like... Yeah, but I always got the thought, felt like Obi-Wan felt more for Anakin than Anakin did necessarily for Obi-Wan in a lot of ways oh, yeah, as far as the friendship did, goes. Yeah. I will say... I mean, I think he loved him, but I think yeah. he was just... He was so consumed with... With Padme. Padme and just with everything else and... You know, the Jedi... I mean, people... I got into an argument with somebody about... Um, they said, do you think um, if Mace Windu and them would have been a little more accepting of Anakin, could it have gone, do you think it had gone better? And I said, I think it could have. Uh, yeah, I think because, it would and, and they're like, no, George Lucas said, you know, he was so consumed with power and being in control. I said, yeah, but he also had these people that didn't trust him and he knew it. I mean, you know, they wouldn't grant him the rank of master. I mean, there was like these little things. And yeah, Palpatine was the one... The, kick, the kicker is Qui-Gon. The kicker is Qui-Gon yeah. dying. Had yeah. Qui-Gon not died, yeah. everything would have been different. Yes. I yeah. think Qui-Gon would have... I think Anakin would have trusted Qui-Gon to confide in him about Padme. Yep. I think Qui-Gon would have actually encouraged that relationship yeah. and helped Anakin hide it so Anakin wasn't bearing that burden alone. Right. And And I think that just to have someone else on his side that he knew would be a hundred percent on his side yeah. would have gone the distance to keep him out from under the sway of the emperor. Right. And, and I think that, I think things could have gone much different so that yeah. when he walks into that room, realizing that Palpatine is the Sith as the chosen one, he would have taken out the Sith yeah, right then and there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, that, that there's, you know, that's one of those fun, what if things you can do with star Wars. Yeah. The, I want to come back to Andor real quick. I, the the it needed some editing. Yeah, it really did. It needed to be there. There was there was too much. There there were there were there things were drawn out too much. There was too much decompression to everything that was going on. You you've got an actor like Stellan Skarsgård who's doing a great job yeah. of of playing you know his role. Uh, the Mon Mothma stuff is okay, but it's like. What's really going on there? Yeah, Why it was very, you know it was that that stuff was very heady. Yeah, just very like and and that's just not Star Wars yeah. to that extent, yeah. you know. And I mean, I thought she was fine as a sure. Oh yeah, that. she's great. She she I mean, she's Mon Mothma. Yeah. You know, um, I do like you know they they really stayed away from the temptation of delving into the Force right and Jedi and everything, which I think is so wise. Yeah, um, because it's something that you know, you thought they were going to do with Rogue One. Yeah. And they really didn't. No. You know, and and you thought they would do with like the Mandalorian, but they didn't. Right. And, and, and which is fine. I'm not against it, but I'm saying 
I think it's interesting for someone to try to tackle a Star Wars property without ever getting into those aspects of things. Yeah. And and so and so that's that's kind of to me that was kind of intriguing. Some of the imperial stuff behind the scenes, you know, it's imperial stuff we've always known is out there, mm-hmm. but we don't really get into the bureaucratic ISB, nonsense, you know, the ISB and yeah. all that. It just it 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 was too bloated and and I think it could have it's one of those series I think that could have could have really benefited from a few less characters that were every everyone tried to feel like a main character when they yeah. were on the screen. I think that's been my argument with Willow. Like um there was way too many characters for that. There mm-hmm. was like something like five or six characters, and I just thought there was two or three of them that you could compress into the other character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, just too many mainly every show now I feel like has to be an ensemble and you go back and you look at something like Smallville and I mean, it worked Tom Welling to the bone, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the main guy or right. the incredible Hulk, you know, or right. whatever, you know, nowadays everything I feel like has to be some kind of ensemble right. versus, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's great, you know, right. but that's all. What are the reasons behind that, though? Too, yeah. You know, when yeah. you when you look at what's going on, that exactly. there's different motives and reasons right, behind behind that kind of stuff. Because it'd be cheaper, yeah, to have a two hander or three hander. Right. You know, like, right. Um, so so the second season, just to follow up, is two to three episodes. I think are going to be one year, mm-hmm. and then they'll because there's he, this whole first season was the first year. And then there's four more years until they lead up right into Rogue One. Okay, is, is what I'm understanding. Right. So, well, yeah, I we'll mean, see how it plays out. Rogue One was great, man. Yeah. Rogue One's a good movie. Yeah, it's it fun. Is. It's real good. When I was through with Andor, I turned on Rogue One to watch it just to kind of get that flavor of it and everything. And and um, I, I've been surprised by a lot of things I've seen. You know, the, we we got to finish up here. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there that you know call themselves influencers or are called influencers. I don't like that term. Right. You know content creators, whatever. And I've seen where someone's like, did anyone notice this in Rogue One? And they're showing where they're coming into Jeddah and it's yeah. the big giant statues of the Jedi overturned. And like, these are not mountains. And I'm like, no crap. We all knew that from the time we first saw the trailer. <laughs> right. And I'm like trying to figure out, is this person joking? You know, is this, or is this someone who really... Or it's like th- the 10 things you didn't notice watching right. whatever. Are yeah. they are they serious? This is really what they, they noticed yeah. this for the first time? Yeah. After all these, you know, after eight years of, you know, whatever it is. What about these What about these clickbaits that are like, um, Andor is the greatest thing to happen to Star Wars, and that's and that's fine. Like, it's like oh. they have to add on yeah. some kind of like, yeah. and that's great yeah. or something, you know. All I want to know is, is Rocky in Creed 3? Rocky is not in no, Creed 3. No, he's not. Yeah. No. But I will, I'm going to go ahead and promote the heck out of Tulsa King, uh, starring Sylvester Stallone. Amazing series. Really? Yeah, he is tremendous. Is it vulgar and everything like Yellowstone? Uh, it's, I, I wouldn't say vulgar, but there is some language issues yeah. going on. Yeah. I just, I know people. He's ex-mobster. I mean, you yeah. know, they have a way of talking, right? Yeah. Well, people really extol the virtues of, of Yellowstone, and I just couldn't hang with it. It was just too. I haven't gotten into Yellowstone. I did watch the prequel, 1883. Because Harrison has... Ford was in it? Cause it? No, it had Sam Elliott. Oh, Sam Harrison Elliott. Ford's in 1923. Okay. So I'm going to watch that one too, probably. <laughs> all these all these dates. I yeah, I know. I didn't realize we were going to have a history exam. No, I'm I'm a big Sam Elliott fan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I would watch him pretty much anything. I so. hear you. Did you ever see um, We Were Soldiers? Oh, yeah. 
where he where yeah he's great where gary retier walks by and he's like good morning sir how do you know what kind of morning yeah. it is <laughs> just great <laughs> stuff like that's amazing so but um there's a lot of rehashing of old reveals going on i don't know what that's all about i don't know rocky is not but what i understand is rocky is not in creed 3 no i don't i think there's some kind of falling out with stallone and uh the producers yeah because Stallone, because they're tired of Stallone, Stallone writing this stuff and making it about Rocky's yeah, history. Yeah, probably. Um, I think this will be. I, I I like Creed. I like the Creed stuff. I like the you know what he brings to the table. Yeah, and it may be a surprise that Stallone's in there. Like it may be yeah. like let's just keep this under the yeah keep this under. Yeah, our he hats. was in the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I saw the second one. Oh, dude, the second one's all Drago, man. It's yeah. Drago's son. Oh, yeah, I did see yeah. I'm sorry, I did see it's that fun. one. It's fun. I was thinking that was the first one. but It's really interesting. No, the first one is he goes, he finds out who he is. Yeah, that's right. And so he goes to Rocky and Rocky yeah, trains com- him and stuff. I was conflating those And Rocky together. gets the cancer and all that. Yeah. And I thought we were going to see Rocky die. Man, Rocky Balboa, though. What a great movie. Dude. I watched that with you. Yeah. I'd never seen it. Oh, really? It. Is yeah. that the first I time you saw it? it? Yeah. That's some good stuff. So, but I should say, uh, to push our show... Mm-hmm. Our movie show. Uh, I think we've decided on a movie, right? For January? Yeah. Yeah, it's my birthday month, so yeah. we're doing Rocky Five. Yes. That's right. <laughs> One more round, Tommy. I didn't hear no bells. Yeah, I didn't hear yeah. no bells. <laughs> Get up, you son of a... Over in America. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, so uh, let's see. Before we get out of here, Dave, I do want to... Um, I want to I want to read a couple of things here. First of all, well, there's one story that we just need to need to get to. Um, <clears throat> a woman is left shocked after mistaking Tasmanian devil for dog toy in her home. A woman in Australia got quite the surprise after mixing up her golden retriever's faux Tasmanian devil plush toy with the actual real live devil on Wednesday, and those things will tear your hand. <laughs> On Wednesday evening, inside her home in Hobart, Australia, on the island of Tasmania, Kirsten Lynch went to reach for what she thought was her pup's trinket when it suddenly raced away. Oh, my god! Now, ta- the thing about Tasmanian devils is, is when they race away, they cause, like, little tornadoes. tornadoes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you nah, 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 me, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> I'll blah, 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 yaggity, yeah. smaggity, blah, blah. Um... It says, uh, she says, I went for it. The devil shot underneath the couch. The thing is, is they're actually small little critters. Like they're not big Tasmanian devils, but they are, I think they're, they're known to be a little bit ferocious. And, uh, the Tasmanian devil is the world's largest. Oh, I thought they were small carnivorous marsupial, according to national graphic and grow around the size of a large house cat. Holy mackerel. I didn't think they were that big. I didn't either. Utterly shocked at her discovery. Lynch let out a scream that woke up her family who rushed to see what caused the uproar. To get rid of the furry intruder, Lynch's husband carefully escorted the Tasmanian devil who's known to fly into a rage when threatened by a predator. Show enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Never do this to a family of badgers. I would have a guy. I would have a Oh, and they can't have guns in Australia. <laughs> Meanwhile, right? Lynch and her children gathered atop the kitchen table. With bated breath, as she shoot out, as he shoot out the creature, he got him out using a broom. Oh, we were concerned that if she or he was con- cornered or scared, they would bite someone. I got the fright of my life, but to be honest, I think the poor thing was more terrified of us. No, it wasn't. How did it get in the house? Cause it's Australia, Dave. Uh, I don't ever want to go. 
As for how the devil wound up in their home, the pet owner said she believes the animal made its way into the house, which is located beside an undeveloped bushland, by following their family's new puppy, Gecko. It's in the puppy's name. Way to go, Gecko. Inside after the pet went outdoors for a bathroom break. See, what I'm hearing is the puppy didn't do his job. Nope. And turn around and shut that thing down. Well, like a that. Tasmanian devil will kill that puppy. That's true. He'll go nuts if he now, feels... They, this is the same country where kangaroos come and abduct dogs, right? And take them and kill them. And no, that, the dingo ate your baby. Uh. <laughs> has, a king, has a kangaroo abducted a dog? Yeah, so you remember that You remember that video where the guy punches the kangaroo? Yeah, he drugged the kangaroo. He had his dog, that's why. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that video always tripped me out because the guy squares up to box him. Yeah, he squares up to box the kangaroo. And hits him in the the, I guess the kangaroo's like stunned. And then the guy, I guess, felt bad because he just turned around and walked away. Well, the dog had got loose. (laughs) He he had accomplished his his task. Right, but I just, I was waiting for him to like get on him. Dude, kangaroos are ripped. Have you ever seen a kangaroo (laughs) standing there and like he's got all the pecs and the abs and everything? That looks like Goldberg. And those claws they've got? You don't want to mess with a kangaroo. No, uh-uh. So that dude's squaring up and punching that thing in the schnoz. I mean, I want to shake that guy's hand. Yeah, yeah. I saw a dude one time. He it was a he had a GoPro on. He was parachuting down to a target on a on a big open field. And as he's coming down, you can see hopping toward him are these kangaroos, like a little youth gang. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oi, baby, mate!" You know that kind of thing. And then it gets up to him and starts to attack him. And so he's kicking the thing off while he's all attached to his oh parachute. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Kangaroos are not nice. No, I, yeah, yeah. I so that's disappointing. Yeah, the yeah, Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil, devil was was heard to say, <laughs> "Well, as well he should." Yeah, he went home to be with his family yeah. and kiss your mom with that mouth. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Well, so the the moral of this story is number one: animals are out to get us. Yeah. Don't no make no doubts about that. No. Make no bones about it. Your dog doesn't love you? No. What a terrible dog. Yeah. I don't care how cute they are. You (laughs) failed. You failed at your job. Uh, And and the Tasmanian devil will, he'll tear you up. Yeah. That woman's lucky she didn't reach in there and get like a handful of just bites. I mean, like. Yeah, or like come out with a nub. I mean, like, I'm not, you know, that's, that's, those things are dangerous. Any wild animal, Dave, any wild animal is dangerous. mm -mm. You don't want any of that. So. But so back to your point, Rocky Five in the yeah. month of January. Yep. Over on Patreon, we haven't plugged the Patreon this this episode. No, we haven't. I got so in. I got so into the lapel mic thing, <laughs> and then bringing you in, and then we just went. Yeah. We just, just went. Stream of consciousness. We just went. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this thing because somewhere in there, there's a thread. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna how we how we pull that thread appropriately. Uh, but somewhere in there, there's a thread. Yeah, this was like we. It's almost like we drank like you know gallons of coffee and then came in here and recorded, huh? I should have drank gallons of coffee to come in here and record. <laughs> but anyhow, so yeah, we we'll uh, we'll do we'll do Rocky Five over the Patreon, patreoncom loud. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, hoping to really make 2023 a successful year with Patreon. And by successful, I don't mean more supporters. I mean more content over there and more consistent content. And so I hope you've seen that we have been pretty consistent with what we've put out, especially with movies with Stephen Day. We're having a great time doing that. So check that out over at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Use the um, Amazon links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com to take you to Amazon to do your Amazon shopping Granted, they don't do two day shipping anymore. Yeah, man, I don't. What don't? mm -mm, That's one of those things. That's a point of contention with my wife. 
I'm I'm not happy about it myself. Yeah. But if I know we still all shop there, so use those links and uh, and it'll help the shows out tremendously. And then uh, we're brought to you today by collagen. Collagen is uh, this great thing that you can put in your body through drinking or chewing uh, some stuff. And uh, Modere is the product we use. If you want to know more about, it, if you got some, if you want some joint relief. You, you're experiencing some hair loss, need a little bit of hair thickening. Maybe your hair is just thinning a little bit. And uh, I, we've seen people have different results with it, with the collagen stuff. It's not a miracle cure for anything. It's But if you just have the chronic aches and pains that come about through different types of um, inflammation, that sort of thing, this is a great product to try out. It's uh, it's it's Modere Collagen. They have different flavors, and they have different products based off of what they do. It's all natural kind of stuff, some different supplements and things. And uh, if you want to check that out, check out my wife's Instagram. That's Haley Glosson, H-A-Y-L-E-Y Glosson over on Instagram. And uh, and she can hook you up with a $10 discount with your first order. And um, and uh, it's it's worth, I, I think it's worth a try. It's a little bit expensive, but I think it's worth at least a try. And if you'll be consistent with it, you may be surprised at the results you get. We had one person say that... Um, that they they found themselves getting up and down off the floor to play with their grandchildren much easier once they started taking this and and it just kind of happened like they didn't really think about it until they're kind of hey have you noticed any results on this um we 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 know someone who runs who uses the sport version of this stuff because it has really helped with a lot of knee pain and stuff that they have when running and and they're not taking other necessarily other drugs and stuff it's just the collagen has really helped with it so check it out Haley on Instagram Haley Glosson on Instagram, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-G-L-O-S-S-O-N. And uh, we appreciate you because that helps the family when you use the college and when you when you check that out. So um, thanks to everyone who joined us on Mixler at Mixler.com slash Geek Out Loud or slash Goliverse. Uh, we appreciate you guys doing that and, uh, and being around. And uh, always good to have the Mixler Zoo crew in tow, even, even when... They are uh, antagonizing me for my opinions <laughs> and thoughts on things. So, uh, Just keeping you honest. Man. We appreciate y'all. Dave, it's good to see you, buddy. Glad we've gotten to hang out some me today too, and, and do some recording in person. I know this isn't what you drove over here to do, but... I, I'm happy to be here. I mean, we hung out, man. Yeah, That's hanging out. That's what I say. That's what I told Haley. I'm like, hanging out for me is recording. Yeah. That's what we end up doing. It's yeah. why... why If I'm going to have you in person... If we're producing good content, let's yeah, let's it. produce. I've got my lapel mic in <laughs> my hand right now. Get the pinkies. That's up, right, baby. pinkies up, <laughs> pinkies up, and goozles up, everyone. Hope you have a great one. We'll see you around the Goliverse, everybody. Geek out online at gmail.com. That's the email. And here we go. We're out.